Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Can be as always from deep within the outer rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolly, and joining me as always is my co-host Garrett K. Jones. How's it going? It feels it's doing pretty good. Uh, that felt a lot more natural. All is once again well in the universe. Last week, <laughs> Garrett started it, and it just felt there was uh, there was a disturbance in the force. Yeah, um, I don't know what it was. I, I think it was possessed hot. by like a Sith Lord or something. Yeah. Uh, well, here we've gone from uh, being Hoth to now Dagobah. Uh, we went from <laughs> uh, Ice Storm to now. Uh, little floodings in area and all the snow melts melting and we got rain <laughs> every day so yeah you know from uh half to dagobah and one but that's living yeah. in the midwest here it's been kind of a weird like all last week we got tons of rain in fact uh monday it was pouring rain most mm. of the day it was really beautiful it was really nice uh it was coming down pretty hard too i i was very in i very much relaxed and enjoying it um and then the last few days including this morning it was super foggy and usually it's foggier out in the in the in the in the countryside because once you get the cars going through the city uh you know the in the heat from the engines and everything just kind of burns everything off but it was super dense fog where i live and i actually had to drive across town and take my son to school this morning and by the time i got like two miles out from his school I'm out in the country and it's clear and sunny. And I'm like, what the heck? Wow. Where did the fog go? Yeah. Now here it's been really foggy, but it's just been this muddy, sloshy mess everywhere you go. And um, like I said, we we live near a uh, a river, uh, the Sangamon River. Mm-hmm. And it's it's out of its banks majorly. You know, some of the small towns are experiencing flooding and uh i my job i drive a bus a rural bus through all the rural all these little rural towns and constantly on my little pad pad that tells me where to go it says uh flood warning flood warning flood warning flood warning so um haven't had a much there's one little town that the road was flooded out but that's so so far that's the only thing i've seen but we're not here to talk the weather we are here to talk Star Wars. And Garrett, why don't you tell the fine people out there what we're going to be talking about today. Today we are going to be talking about the uh, the lore of lightsaber combat, the various yes. forms, and yes. some of the styles and information that most people aren't aware of when it comes to lightsabers in general. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So um, this was your baby you're kind of yeah. so why don't you start us off with so i i'm a huge i'm a huge fan of lightsabers in fact um since we're doing this on video we've got yes. this on, on by YouTube. the way if you're experiencing that you're noticing our our handsome visage on your screen that is not an illusion this is actually what we look like um i know everyone hears my voice and they think it's a much more good looking man and it's just not the case face radio that's why i do audio um, as you can see behind me, uh, in front, sitting in front of my, my ducks, my Anaheim ducks totem, uh, adjacent to my, my, uh, scrap metal Mandalorian, I have a purple bladed lightsaber right there. That purple bladed lightsaber was built by me 
in the hallows of the Disney Star Trader, uh, just underneath uh, Star Tours, uh, back in I want to say 2011, Ooh. maybe 2012. I don't remember exactly what year, but it's I've had that for quite a while. I went with purple because uh, you know you get to actually install crystals and stuff like that into it. Uh, although they weren't called Kyber crystals at the time, that name has since come uh, into play. But uh, I built it, and the two crystals that I, I liked the sound of the most were the blue and red, and blue and red fused to make purple. Um, so, yeah, uh, big fan of lightsabers. Um, and so I figured talking lore for this month, and, and that's going to be another thing, is we're going to be talking lore uh, at least once a month on the show moving forward, yes. uh, at least for the time being. And so I want to jump in and talk lightsabers because they're, awesome. they're fun and you can chop things down with them. Awesome. Yes, you can, including people. <laughs> God. I'm, I'm having flashbacks. A couple of years ago, my son went running through my house with an actual sword that I have. He found under my bed. Oh, On sheet, it went running down the hall, blade up, going, I have a sword. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, oh, gosh, if only it had been a lightsaber. <laughs> How bad would that have been? <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway. Um, so let's talk yeah. the mechanics. And and I'm going to leave the mechanics part to John because he's he's much more in, in the know on the structure of the lightsaber and how those are built. Right, right. Well, um, putting me on the spot here. Um <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's just a simple weapon, like like Obi Wan said, an elegant weapon for a more um, civilized time. Um, I, it's just kind of, I mean, the main the main component of the of a lightsaber, of course, is the crystal. Um, and I want to get your thoughts on this. How do you mm -hmm. feel about the change that they did with? the red crystal where i'm not entirely from... sure what the what the change was i know that so um, in, in the in the old canon the red crystals because even back in the old you know red was not a natural color for 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 the kyber crystals or the crystals they were right. synthetic the, the crystals were synthetic that the sith used the new canon is that the way that a, a Sith gets his lightsaber is he defeats, he builds his lightsaber and then he defeats a Jedi in combat um, without, without you know, either with another lightsaber or some other weapon and then mm -hmm. takes his crystal and then he does what they call bleeds the crystal. He takes the crystal and he imbues all his hate, all his negative energy into this other crystal until it cracks and bleeds, and that turns the crystal red. See, I actually like that because yeah. it, because while while it makes sense that the Sith would do something on a synthetic level, because yeah. it's it, uh, I like the fact that what they're doing is they're they're bending the crystal to their own will, and and which is exactly what the Sith are all about. The Sith are all about control, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about. Um, this on on the show uh, next month when we start talking about the lore of of the Sith. So we will be tying this back in. But the 
the the Sith code, the axiom statement for this whole thing, this mantra, if you will, uh, says peace is a lie. There's only passion through passion. I gain strength through strength. I gain power. And so the fact that they are they are doing everything they can to in, to generate power, even forcibly, it you know because because the statement continues on by saying through power I gain victory, through victory my chains are broken, the force shall uh, shall free me, but it's not freeing because they're still in order to work that lightsaber into the way it's supposed to be. They're they're actually enslaving themselves. And they're they're just chaining themselves to a new master. Yeah. Um, and, and so, like, but I, I like I like this change to canon. It's one of the few changes to canon that I've actually said, okay, this actually works better. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. I, I like. I like that. Um. Yeah. I don't really have a lot. I mean, you kind of put me on the spot there for. Um, uh, shall we go into the the different forms, or do you want to talk more about the construct or the? Uh... Well, let's let's kind of talk. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit on the the just the kind of the history and the origin of the lightsaber because obviously the lightsaber, you know, you're looking at it from a cinematic perspective. Obviously, it's the origin is hey, they were trying to build some really cool futuristic weapon and they decided to take a bunch of the camera light parts and just build that and that's what they used um and then the design has just evolved over the years um to where basically when they're when they're practicing they don't have to paint the, the colors in anymore they actually have real light up lightsabers um but the 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 lore or origin is that about oh some 15 to twenty thousand years before the battle of yavin they were using uh, four sabers and um, actual real swords, but eventually they were they were they they went the way of the what we know of as the traditional lightsaber. Um, and um, so I I I just gotta admit, say I didn't hear about half of that. Uh, my kind of froze up here for a couple of seconds oh, no. over on my end. Uh, I got the the blue. I got the circle of death. For a couple, so uh, hopefully everyone else got that. Uh, I'm hoping so too. Here. What's that? I'm hoping yeah. so too. All right. So, so where? Oh, yeah. So, um, but that was I was just briefly talking about the origin. How, like, you know, close to twenty thousand years before the Battle of Yavin, they were using real swords, and eventually mm -hmm. the use of swords evolved into what we know of as the traditional lightsaber yes um because the adoption of, of it by the adoption of of lightsabers by the jedi didn't happen until uh uh an invasion of the republic in 5000 bby uh and the start of the great hyperspace war that's when they started being used by the jedi um and it became kind of the the traditional weapon mm-hmm so, um, so let's talk forms. Yes, there are seven forms, if I'm correct. Yes, in fact, I'm actually sharing a link with you uh, okay. here. And um, should I should be able to present it here? You should be able to. 
share screen, share screen, and lightsaber combat. That's where we want. Boom. Oh. Hold on a second. Uh, I'm live TV here. I'm getting a call from my wife. Got to answer that call. Uh, give me one second. Hey, baby. Aw, he calls his wife baby. Yeah. Uh, sure. You caught me recording, so. Oh, okay. Hold on, let me check. Do 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 so while while uh, John is on the phone with his wife, I'll give you a few more uh, tidbits about the uh, the lightsaber. All right. Oh, he's back. Never mind. I'm back. <laughs> All right. What are we looking at? Oh, I was uh, I was looking at the uh, the history of the lightsaber, but uh, I'm I'm actually back on the uh, the shared screen. Uh, so okay. what we're looking at here is a page from Wikipedia. Um, it is the, the official wiki for all things Star Wars, uh, starwars.fandom.com slash wiki slash lightsaber underscore combat. Um, and so there, as John was saying, there are seven forms. Um, mm -hmm. And so we have, uh, they have names. Some of them are given other nicknames, but uh, there's technically eight forms, but we'll go into that in just a moment. Right. So John, Go ahead and, and let's talk about uh, the first form there. Yes, Shi Chu, Shi Cho. Um, I mean, I from what I understand, from what I've been able to gather, this is the basic form, as it says right here, the oldest form. Uh, this is the form that every youngling uh, will be taught initially. Every Padawan, every 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 Jedi learns form one. Um, that's not to say that just because it's simplistic that it's not can't be a effective combat form. In fact, and I cannot remember the Jedi Master's name, Plo, uh, not Plo Koon, um, the uh, the green guy with the uh, the with all the the. Um, oh, Kit Fisto. Kit Fisto was a was a protect uh, uh, was known for using this style. And being quite proficient in it, this was his particular style that he uh, was known for and was most effective in using. Uh, but this is the one, as it says, uh, simplistic style that balances traditional maneuvers intent on maiming or killing with a fo focus on disarming a an armed foe uses against multiple opponents. It was popular amongst Padawan in the Jedi Order. Yes. So, so um, yeah. that is the uh, that's the first form. And just like with any martial art, you always learn a base form. So, like when I did Taekwondo, the the very first form you learn is called Chunji, which means heaven and earth. It's this balance of of push and pull, of of kicks and uh, well, not so much kicks, but blocks and punches. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of moving forward, a lot of moving backward, um, and you actually end up hitting all four cardinal directions so forward backward left right um in a, and and form one is very similar to that where you learn all the basic strikes that you're going to need with a lightsaber and a lot of it is just 
learning the diagonal move, the lateral move, the vertical move with the with the weapon. Um, form two is called Makashi. Yes. Um, is uh, the description that the wiki gives is that is a style regarded for its elegance, graceful presentation, a balletic approach in wielding a lightsaber. It was notable for its primary focus on facing a single opponent, preventing disarmament and quick, very precise strikes. Uh, the character that used this form the most is Count Dooku. Um, and so yes. like the design of his lightsaber with that, that angled bend in the, yeah, in the yeah. hilt is perfect for this because the, the design of his uh, was meant for fencing. It's, this is basically yes. the, the refined. The fencing, yeah. Yes. Uh, one, um, of my, uh, one of my favorite forms. I love watching this. Uh, you know, when you see this form in, 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 uh, in action, it's a very, very elegant form. Um, I, one of my favorite, uh, sports to watch when I can watch because usually on like at midnight and the Olympics is fencing. Um, I think it's just so cool the, the how quick quick it is and how how just fluid they they work together. So this is always uh, something that was always yeah fun to watch Duku and uh, the, the Duku duels. And what's what's really cool is that a lot of the forms have different names for them as well. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm trying to find here um, the description of it. Like, a lot of them have have different nicknames, and I can't remember. Like I can't remember all of them. Um, but this one is, uh, you know, like it shows Count Dooku here as being one of a one of the chief practitioners of this particular form. Mm -hmm. It was also used by uh, Kiati Mundi. Um, yeah, and so like cross guard lightsabers were perfect for yeah. this particular style. And what's but... interesting if you really if you look into kind of the history of this, it was one. It was a a a form that was uh, very popular early on in the Jedi Order. When the, when the lightsaber started becoming more popular, but as the the threat of the Sith appear, appeared to kind of diminish, and you had less mm -hmm. and less lightsaber and lightsaber combat going on, because now instead of facing you know Sith with lightsabers all the time, you're now facing blasters, you're now facing other types of weapon. These other right. forms began to be more popular, and Form Two Makashi began to be less and less popular because the Jedi that were coming up saw no need for it because we're not going to be fighting anybody with a lightsaber. We're going right. to be fighting blast. Yeah. We're going to be fighting, we're going to be fighting all these other, all these other weapons that will need other types of, of yeah. Right. And so just a, a quick fun thing here is if you look at, um, on YouTube, if you're ever interested in doing it, uh, there's a channel on there, Osu films, um, they have a Jedi tutorial for Makashi. Um, it's a, mm. they do an introduction phase one, phase two, and phase three. Um, and it's actually really fun to watch. Uh, they're very short, uh, uh, little clips and you can get the basics. If, if you, you yourself are someone who owns a lightsaber, that's perfect for, you know, actually dueling, uh, yep. whether it's a prop or not, you've got access to this and it's, it's really cool. Awesome. Awesome. So we'll jump back over here to uh, 
did this one. Uh, is it showing? Not yet. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. No, it is. Uh, let me go back and then. Okay. Our next form, and this is perfect for what John was talking about. Form three, Suresu. Go ahead, John. Yes. Uh, so a defensive style that utilized uh, tight controlled movements and strict enemy action. Practitioners and his form focus on defense entirely in any situation and committed to an analyzing their opponents in an opening created often for the frustration and fatigue of the enemy. Now, the person who is most known for this, in fact, I believe it was Mace Windu himself who said, and there he is, nope. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh yeah, Mace Windu did say talk about him. Uh, yeah, he is. He, he was definitely a practitioner. He said he was not really the. He said, he, well, he, no. Mace Windu said he was the practitioner. He was the master yeah. of this form. That no one else do this form better than. Um, but this is a defense only, which makes it very interesting in that it is. You almost have to pair this with another form to get any because this is so much strictly defense. It's just blocking. It's just uh, with no virtually no offense offense in it. So it's just a matter right. of wearing down your opponent until you get an opening and then a quick strike. Uh, yeah, the this this one, the nickname for this is either the resilience form uh, or the way of it was also not. good against blaster of yeah. It was perfect against blasters. This was, this, was fact, awesome. this was this was what was yeah. trained for specifically for deflecting blaster bolts once a youngling went from youngling to Padawan. Um, yeah. Because there's going to be situations where a Padawan would probably be dealing with someone wielding a blaster. Yeah, I hope we don't get uh, uh, demonetized for our little honest trailers down there. <laughs> We probably won't, so long as nothing is is actually said or heard. I guess I don't know. Oh, there is. Oh, just a real quick uh, note here. Uh, there is also on that same web uh, YouTube channel I was talking about. Mm -hmm. There's actually a tutorial for the She Cho series. Oh. oh, cool. So definitely something to check out. Um, the next form, and this is where pairing with a uh, with another style of combat comes into play. We have Form 4, Ataru, not to be confused with Atari, which, you know, made Atari. some really awesome video yes. games and some really bad video games back in the day. Um, but Ataru is an acrobatic or aggressive oh, lightsaber combat style. Uh, it places a greater em emphasis on using the Force to enhance movements in all areas of combat and required great room to attack from all directions. Yoda... Was Yoda. a huge practitioner of this, especially as was, as was Qui Gon Jinn. Yes, he was. Um, and uh, but also, so was uh, Anakin Skywalker. Yes, this was one of the forms that he used almost exclusively, uh, in a lot of cases until he his combat style became a little bit more aggressive. Um, yeah. But one of my favorite characters from all of Star Wars, even though he's technically not canon anymore, that used this was uh, uh, was Galen uh, Merrick, aka Starkiller. Yes. Um, another practitioner of this one is um, 
is uh, Ahsoka. At least yeah. uh, when she's early, when she's introduced early on in the Clone Wars, um, you see her doing a lot of jumping, a lot of leaping, a lot of acrobatics type stuff. Especially once she once she developed her 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 two saber style combat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it it is an aggressive style, but yeah. it's a lot more. It's it's a lot. You know, there's a lot more movement involved with this particular style simply because it requires you to be moving. Um, yeah. This is why basically if you really want to do it well, you have to be a frog hopped up on ketamine. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Or yeah, a little green Muppet. Yep. All right. The, uh, the next form is form five. And it's yes. speaking of aggressive, uh, yes. we have uh, Vader style. Yes. The, the, the Sheen, which is in, uh, developed by the Sith, um, but it was also called Gemso. Um, it was the yes. fifth lightsaber combat form. Uh, it was used by the Jedi Order, or, although the Sith Sheen was specifically designed for killing and, and, and really injuring people. Uh, and this became Anakin's de facto uh, style of fighting. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was actually used also by Starkiller and Ahsoka Tano uh, mm-hmm. because they utilized uh, the unconventional reverse grip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, one of the things I, I think was so cool about this particular form was just like th- there's a lot of heavy strikes. And like, yeah. especially with Vader, you can see the aggression. What I noticed now, I always like to kind of you know look at real world analogies of like that what what's you know what this would be akin to an actual sword. This reminds me a lot of when you see like the medieval knights sword fighting, the yes. heavy strikes, the big swings, the you know um, that type of. Whereas like you know form two is more elegant, fencing, quick. This is very you know. Still fast, but like swinging for the fences, just kind of yeah. that heavy, you know, knight in shining armor, medieval knight type of, of combat. Yeah, and one of the things that's interesting is that the Sheehan element, uh, it says here in, in the wiki that uh, it continued down Seresu's path in seeking an effective combat style in light of the continued prominence of blasters throughout the galaxy. So like the pro- primary focus of the Sheehan was to, you know, stop blaster bolt. So it took in that Seresu's defense technique. Yeah. Uh, but it also blended more aggressive and more um, finesse driven forms. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of blends Seresu and elements of, uh, of Ataru and elements of, uh, of, uh, Makashi into one fighting form. So it's like all three of those forms yeah. were condensed into one. Yeah. All right. Uh, so John, share what is form number six? That is Niman. Where is it at? There it is. Right there. Uh, Consider the most popular lightsaber form in the Jedi Order. It balances the qualities presented to all other forms, but not does not incorporate any notable strength. So this is kind of the um, 
hodgepodge form, I guess you could call it. It takes kind of all the different forms and kind of puts them into the into one form, sort of a uh, buffet form, a buffet style, I guess you could call it. Um, really, from what I've seen, what it looks like, it it really have focuses more on the use of force than it does the actual lightsaber combat itself. Yes, and no, notable practitioners of this one. Um, were um doggone it hate that it keeps jumping here um it darth maul used it he mastered this form and employed it in his duel against obi-wan kenobi um that because you see him using the force frequently throughout um while doing yeah. little to no actual damage his strikes were very were very specific um but mm -hmm. Also, he was dual wielding, so there was a little bit more going on there. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it, it does. It, the description here is that it does balance the various qualities and approaches of forms one through five. So it yeah. picks things that it wants to teach and kind of that buffet style, like you mentioned, and then puts them together as a hodgepodge with more emphasis on force use. Yeah. So, um, and then we've got, uh, form seven, the pod, the pod or Julio. Yes. Go ahead. Uh, take this one. Um, this is now, this is what I, I kind of know a little bit about, um, a very controversial form, um, because of its, um, not as reckless as Juyo, but still it is very controversial, especially among the Jedi, mm -hmm. uh, and not one that is widely taught because it relies so much on aggression and um, your emotion. And there's, there's a huge lean towards the dark side of the force with this one. Um, and Mace Windu was the chief practitioner of, it. in fact, the Vapad uh, variant was developed by Windu um, and drew upon the anger and aggression. But Mace Windu walked that fine line, that razor's edge of of light and dark, which I think is 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 personified brilliantly with the fact that he himself uses a purple bladed lightsaber. Yeah. And you um, see that you see that kind of um, how close you get. He gets to one one of the things that he did is you see that during his feud during his um uh, I almost said feud but his duel with Sidious, yes. where he's literally taking the dark side and then pushing it back against, which is something he would do. Is he would, yeah he, he would he's take using that, that energy power to resist and then just to... you know get as razors as razor edge close as you could to go to going over the dark side without going over the dark side. Yeah, um, which it says right here, uh, this mindset, it says uh, the Julio variant post focused on aggressive assault in a mindset that drew upon anger and negative emotions to fuel relentless assault. The mindset caused many users to fall to the dark side or close to it. The variant, uh, var the Vapod variant developed by Mace Windu uh, similarly drew on anger and passion, but required the user to not give in to them. Yeah. 
Yeah. And what's what's interesting is there's a, there's a one of the Dark Horse uh, cl uh, Clone Wars graphic novels. There's a there's a, a chapter in in volume one where Windu is is trying to talk down some of the some of his fellow Jedi who are agreeing with the sep, uh, the separatist movement. And mm -hmm. there's a particular Jedi who I believe is a, a weak way uh, species. And he ends up using a movement from the pod and the reason, and it was one that Mace Windu never taught him, but he, the guy learned it on his own and he tried to exploit it uh, in a duel with Windu and it doesn't go well for him because Windu was able to identify the use of it um, and be like, okay, now I know the for a fact that you've fallen to the dark side. Um, which, you know, because the way it was used, it wasn't used to simply draw on the negative emotions. It was, it was actually a release for those negative emotions because that, that particular Jedi had turned. So, mm -hmm. yeah, of course, now we're coming to the, the last there's, a, a, it's not a traditional form because it, um, because it's not numbered. It doesn't have. It doesn't have any particular stylization to it. Yeah. But the last one that we have is called Jarkai. It is a method for using two lightsabers during combat, be they single blades or double blades together. So yeah. notable practitioners of uh, Jarkai were obviously Darth Maul with his double-bladed lightsaber. Um, uh, Ahsoka. So Ahsoka Tano, who you who ended up dealing with uh, a a uh, full size lightsaber, but as well as a a short uh, or shoto uh, lightsaber. Um, but then you also have the the double dual wieldist uh, Asajj Ventress herself, who actually had a lightsaber that could separate in two from being double bladed or being two single bladed lightsabers. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. so. Uh, this particular stylus variant um, util, uh, depended more on a physiological or technological capa uh, capability of the combatant. Um, so it draws more on the physical exertion uh, mm -hmm. rather than the mental, emotional, or, or even like the force-wielding spiritual elements. Um, it's all about that technology. Um, so yeah. that is the, the final form uh, that we get to talk about. And actually, Jarkai was one that was used specifically specifically by uh, the Jedi sentries who guarded the temple because mm -hmm. they usually used uh, will, would use double-ended sabers. Yeah. One thing I find interesting and the when you hear other characters who aren't Jedi pick up a lightsaber. Whether that be a regular lightsaber or the dark saber, is they mention how heavy it is. Yeah. They seem to always mention like, oh, this has weight to it, which is unusual because you think a, a weapon that is basically based on light would have no weight to it. But apparently... Well, the blade itself, the blade itself doesn't have any weight. The weight is all yeah. on the hilt. The problem, yeah. that you but the problem that people have with it is that they expect the handle to be light and, and to be, you know, not so heavy. But once they ignite it, because of that weight, they get they often, without training, 
they often think of, uh, they often mistake the fact that there's no weight behind the blade. And so it, they kind of make things top heavy. So they accidentally cut themselves or lop off arms and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the, the little meme that has the, uh, uh, the circle graph with what we do if you had a real lightsaber and it was like 90% was like cut off your own hand. Yep. That would have been me. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, well, this has been fun. I've enjoyed this. It has been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have some big news coming out as we are wrapping up. So this is our time when we will kind of wrap things up make our big announcements uh first of all uh thank you all for joining us on youtube like and subscribe uh, uh if you're uh for you get all the information on gnn youtube page next week is a big day for us here at war of the stars it is the fourth annual star wars podcast day 25 years ago on february 8th the very first Star Wars podcast was launched. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now. I'm sure I'll get that information. Uh, but this is the fifth, fourth year, fourth year that we've done this. We are a part of 90 other podcasts that are going to be doing um, shows around this time. So um, I think when we first started this uh, four years ago, I think there were like, 30 or 40 podcasts that did it that initial time. And now we're up to 90. Uh, so, and some pretty big ones too. Well, the, the force is, the force is strong with us. Yes. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> we are excited to be a part of that. Uh, we're going to be doing a, another fan cast. So look forward to that. Those are always fun to do. Um, stay tuned for more information on that and uh yeah uh garrett when you tell the people out there where they can find you at well you guys can find me on a couple of different platforms you can find me first and foremost on uh instagram and x at gkj underscore publishing um fact, let me uh put that little bit of information up here um Still says Instagram, but or it says Twitter, but yeah, you guys can find me on uh, Instagram and X at GKJ underscore publishing, where I talk about uh, my books that I've write uh, and as well as my podcast or some of my other podcasts. Um, I have uh, a couple, one other podcast I do aside from more of the stars. Well, actually two, uh, if you count my YouTube channel. Uh, but one of the new podcasts that I've been doing is I, I brought back one called Storytellers. Um, and this season, I've done two episodes so far. Uh, this season is called uh, Dealing with Divorce. I'm using it as a catharsis for working through what, I, what I've learned and the therapy that I've gone through uh, in response to the divorce I went through over the last couple of years. And so I'm hoping to share that, that healing journey with other people. So far, it's gotten some positive reviews. Um, so if you're interested, you can check that out. It's on anchor.fm uh, slash GKJ publishing, but then you can also uh, connect with me on YouTube uh, just by doing a search for GKJ publishing. I do a show on there called the right way where we talk book recommendations, author interviews, and I provide creative writing tips right now. This season currently focused on uh, writing poetry. Awesome. Well, as for us right here at War of the Stars, uh, a couple ways you can 
again in touch with us. Of course, email. Let me. Oh, there is our email, uh, warthestars1 at gmail.com. That is also our Twitter handle or X. That still says Twitter up there. Anyway, you know We've what we really got to update this stuff. <laughs> I know we do. Uh, at War the Stars One, all other social media are under is under War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Of course, we already mentioned YouTube. We are going to be now on the GNN YouTube page. Uh, you can check us out there. Uh, as along with, uh, we're going to be putting stuff back on our original anchor. It's not. I don't think it's called anchor anymore. I think it is uh, Spotify it's for podcasters. Spotify for podcasters. Yes. Uh, so just go to Spotify, search War of the Stars. We should still be on GNN. So if you want to catch us there, you want to catch us all on the War of the Stars Spotify page. Uh, we're going to be all over the place, just everywhere. You you're not going to be able to throw a a wolf rat without hitting us. Those are uh, only somewhere you know, in the years long. Yeah, something about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, a lot of fun. We're looking forward to bringing uh, you guys along the journey as we kind of move back to the YouTube space. Uh, just kind of see how that goes. See so you guys like it. Remember, as I said before, like and subscribe uh, if you're not already subscribed to GNN. Um, and Anything else? You think of anything else? I can't think of anything. All right. Uh, until next time. And remember, this is not just my Star Wars. This is not just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Never told me the odds.